Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is the Muslim Experience Podcast and I'm your host Farooq. We continue our journey through the Quran and in this episode we will cover Surah Al-Rum, Surah Luqman and Surah Al-Sajda. Insha'Allah. So the first one is Surah Al-Rum. We can do it very precisely when this Surah was revealed because it is the only reference in the Qur'an to a specific political event contemporaneous to the revelation of the Qur'an outside of the Arabian Peninsula. So this is a late Makki Surah and uh, they are crystal clear references to the genre of the Qur'anic predictions. So the Qur'an revelation itself was in the 7th century CE and a massive war that took place between the Sassanids and the Byzantines. There was a series of wars between 602 to 628 CE and the Hijra takes place in 622 CE. So these wars lasted two and a half decades and the Sassan is in the Persian Empire and they gained more ground than ever. And the city of Jerusalem was conquered by the Persians and it was controlled by the Persians. They also conquered Syria, Egypt, Turkey, Anatolia. It felt that the Roman Empire would have been collapsed. The Quraysh were mocking the Muslims because the Christians and Muslims believe in the same God. So they would say, your team has lost and they were siding with the Persians. And the Muslims sympathized with the Christians and then this was revealed after the conquest of Jerusalem by the Sassanites. Verse number 1 to 6 uh, promised two predictions. The emperor Heraclius had a resounding victory over the Persian general Shahar Baraz. And the Muslims were victorious in the Battle of Badr on the very same day as Allah predicted. Verse number 1, Alif Lam Mim. The Byzantines have been defeated in the nearest land but they after their defeat will overcome within three to nine years to Allah belongs the command before and after and that day the believers will rejoice in the victory of Allah he gives victory to whom he wills and he is exalted in might the merciful verse number six it is the promise of Allah Allah does not fail in his promise, but most of the people do not know. Verse number 7 is also interesting. It uh, mentions about Allah criticizing certain types of mankind who know certain aspects of this world, the outer intricacies, and yet they are totally heedless of the hereafter. So make sure that Whatever knowledge you are seeking to gain, especially when it comes to the dunya, that you also remember the hereafter. Verse number 7. They know what is apparent of the worldly life, but they of the hereafter are unaware. Verses number 17 to 30 cover the beautiful series of Allah's signs for people who listen. Verse number 21 was always quoted with regards to respect to marriage. Let's go through some of these verses. So exalted is Allah 
when you reach the evening, and when you reach the morning. And to him is due all praise throughout the heavens and the earth. And exalted is he at night, when you are at noon. He brings the living out of the dead, and brings the dead out of the living, and brings to life the earth after its lifelessness, and thus you will be brought out. And of his signs is that he created you from dust, then suddenly you are human beings dispersing throughout the earth. And of his signs is that he created you from yourselves mates, that you may find tranquility in them. And he placed between you affection and mercy. Indeed, in that are signs for a people who give thought. And of his signs is the creation of the heavens and the earth and the diversity of your languages and your colours. Indeed, in that are the signs for those of knowledge. And of his signs is your sleep by night, and day and your seeking of his bounty. Indeed, in that are the signs for people who listen. And of his signs is that he shows you the lightning, causing fear and aspiration. And he sends down the rain from the sky, by which he brings to life the earth after its lifelessness. Indeed, in that are the signs for a people who use reason. And of his signs is that the heaven and the earth remain by his command. Then when he calls you with a single call from the earth, immediately you will come forth. And to him belongs whoever is in the heavens and the earth. All are to him devoutly obedient and it is he who begins the creation then he repeats it and that is even easier for him to him belongs the highest attributes in the heavens and the earth and he is the exalted in might the wise he presents to you an example from yourselves do you have among those whom your right hand possess any partners in what we have provided for you so that you were equal therein, and would you fear them as your fear of one another within a partnership? Thus do we deal the verses for the people who use reason. But those who wrong follow their own desires without knowledge. Then who can guide one from whom Allah has sent astray? And for them there are no helpers. Okay, moving on to verse number 30. So Islam is a pure religion and we all have this natural instinct which is the fitra and we call the fitra as an intuitive compass and a psychological intuition that knows the truth from falsehood. So each of us before we were born into this world, before we came out of our mother's wombs, we knew of our Creator. We knew that it is Allah and that is where the fitrah comes in. So direct your face towards the religion, inclining to truth. Adhere to the fitrah of Allah upon which He has created all people. No change should there be in the creation of Allah. That is the correct religion. But most of the people do not know. And we will conclude this surah with verse number 41. And it mentions about 
relating the existence of an all-merciful, all-powerful God with the existence of evil, this verse is one of the most significant in this entire concept. It is because of what people have done, so they can taste what they earned and come back to Allah. We must take lessons from this. Verse number 41 Corruption has appeared throughout the land and sea by reason of what the hands of people have earned. So he may let them taste part of the consequence of what they have done, that perhaps they will return to righteousness. Okay, inshallah, let's move on to Surah Luqman. So this surah is a mid to late Makki surah. And Luqman was not a prophet. He was a righteous man. In verses number 1 to 11, we will mention, it criticizes those who turn away and get involved in all types of vain and useless matters. Alif Lam Mim. These are the verses of the wise book as guidance and mercy for the doers of good who establish prayer and give zakah and they of the hereafter are certain in faith. Those are on the right path. Those are on the right guidance from their Lord and it is those who are successful. And of the people is he who buys the amusement of speech to mislead others from the way of Allah without knowledge and who takes it in ridicule. Those will have a humiliating punishment. And when our verses are recited to him, he turns away arrogantly, as if he had not heard them, as if there was in his ears deafness. So give him tidings of a painful punishment. Indeed, those who believe and do righteous deeds, for them are the gardens of pleasure, wherein they abide eternally. It is the promise of Allah which is truth, and he is the exalted in might, the wise. He created the heavens without pillars that you see and has cast into the earth firmly set mountains, lest it should shift with you and dispersed therein from every creature. And we sent down rain from the sky and made grow therein plants of every noble kind, this is the creation of Allah. So show me what those other than him have created. Rather, the wrongdoers are in clear error. Verses number 12 to 19 are beautiful advices that Luqman gave to his son. And one of which is, prioritizing one's family is a sign of wisdom. I'll read through a few of these verses inshallah and I definitely urge you to cover them whenever you have time. And we had certainly given Luqman wisdom and said, Be grateful to Allah. And whoever is grateful is grateful for the benefit of himself. And whoever denies his favor, then indeed Allah is free of need and praiseworthy. And mention, O Muhammad, وسلم, when Luqman said to his son while he was instructing him, O oh my son, do not associate anything with Allah. Indeed, association with him is great injustice. And we have enjoined upon man care for his parents. His mother carried him, increasing her in weakness upon weakness, and his weaning is in two years. Be grateful to me and your parents. To me, 
is the final destination. But if they endeavour to make you associate with me that which you have no knowledge, do not obey them, but accompany them in this world with appropriate kindness, and follow the way of those who turn back to me in repentance. Then to me will be your return, and I will inform you about what you used to do. So these are beautiful verses reminding us especially about the respect to our parents. Even if they don't believe, you still show them that respect. Verse number 20 mentions, Through submission, one will find peace. And sajda is the ultimate postures of Islam and the most beloved to Allah. Verse number 20 Do you not see that Allah has made subject to you whatever is in the heavens and whatever is in the earth, and amply bestowed upon you his favours, both apparent and unapparent? But of the people is he who disputes about Allah without knowledge or guidance or an enlightening book from him. Verse number 33 covers the two major temptations. Firstly, this world the desires, the lusts, etc. And the second is Satan, who actually uses the first to tempt us. Verse number 33. O mankind, fear your Lord, and fear a day when no father will avail his son, nor will a son avail his father at all. Indeed, the promise of Allah is truth. So let not the worldly life delude you, and be not deceived about Allah by the deceiver. So this is referencing Satan. We must not give in to his whispers or allow him to tempt us in any way. And we will conclude verse number 34. Five things that Allah alone has the knowledge of. Indeed, Allah alone has knowledge of the hour and sends down the rain and knows what is in their wombs, and no soul perceives what it will earn tomorrow, and no soul perceives in what land it will die. Indeed, Allah is knowing and acquainted. Okay, so let us move on to the last surah of this podcast, which is Surah Al-Sajda, inshallah. So the theme is the journey of our life. Prophet Muhammad Wasallam, would recite this regularly on Fajr on the Friday. Verses number 4 and 7 to 10. Allah created the earth in six stages. So this verse is very explicit that the first of creation, our father Adam, peace be upon him, was created from clay. Verse number 4 onwards, it is Allah who created the heavens and the earth and whatever is between them in six days. Then he established himself above the throne. You have not besides him any protector or any intercessor, so will you not be reminded? Who perfected everything which he created and begun the creation of man from clay. Then he made his posterity out of the extract of a liquid disdained. Then he proportioned him and breathed into him from his created soul and made for you hearing and vision and hearts 
little you are grateful. And they say, When we are lost within the earth, then we will indeed be recreated in a new creation. Rather, they are in the matter of meeting with their Lord disbelievers. Verse number 12 and 15 to 18 covers the two fates of Mujrim and Mu'min. We only have one chance. We don't want to be amongst those who are ungrateful, unregretful. And Allah emphasizes the night prayer. Verse number 12 onwards. If you could but see when the criminals are hanging their heads before their Lord, saying, Our Lord, we have seen and heard, so return us to the world. We will work righteousness, indeed, we are now certain. So look at this utter regret with their heads hanging before their Lord and saying, let us go back, let us go back to the world. But they won't be given that chance to go back to the world. Verse number 15. Only those believe in our verses who, when they are reminded by them, fall down in prostration and exalt Allah with praise of their Lord. And they are not arrogant. They arise from their beds. They supplicate their Lord in fear and aspiration. And from what we have provided them, they spend. And no soul knows what has been hidden for them of comfort for eyes as reward for what they used to do. Then is one who was a believer like the one who is defiantly disobedient? They are not equal. So look how Allah differentiates between a believer and a disbeliever. Verse number 21 Any calamity, individually or communally, has a higher wisdom behind it. So what we see of this pandemic or anything that comes, it is a type of communal punishment. Verse number 21 Then we will surely let them taste the nearer punishment, shorter of the greater punishment, that perhaps they will repent. Allah has given us a chance to turn to him, to repent to him, to ask for forgiveness. So we must not give up this chance to turn to him. These are the chances and opportunities that we will only get once in a lifetime and they may not come again. So let's turn to Allah. And to conclude, verses number 28 to 30, those people who ask sarcastic questions, mocking our religion, tell them Allah will decide our fate. Verse number 28 onwards. And they say, When will be this conquest if you should be truthful? Say, O Muhammad wasallam, on the day of conquest, the belief of those who had disbelieved will not benefit them, nor will they be reprieved. So turn away from them and wait. Indeed, they are waiting. And that concludes Surah Al-Sajda. Join me next time as we cover another three surah, inshallah. I hope you are benefiting from the Qur'an series as much as I am, alhamdulillah. These are beautiful verses of the word of Allah and we must turn to them daily. And as a reminder to myself and my listeners, even if you are doing half a page, even if you are doing one page, read it, understand it, 
learn from it. So join me next time. And until then, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.